0: Come on! Well, hello. This is Pastor Iris out and about again. I like going out and about, especially after COVID. But we're still in the virtual studio, so that's not so easy, is it? But it gives you that that feeling that you're just going outside, and what with one thing and another, um, you can stay nice and warm and dry. And now the winter's coming in, folks. That's really a shame, isn't it? You know, our summer here in this country. Just disappears. You go out one day and it's all gone, and it's plummeted 10 degrees, and you wonder why you're cold. <laughs> so that's how we go. Somebody sent me in something that I want to, to just pass on to everybody out there today, and it's a scripture. You know, sometimes we miss scripture or we not, not necessarily miss it as such, but we've read it, and you think you don't even think about putting it up here. But this one is Joshua chapter three and verse four. For you have not passed this way before. And I think, is there anything that God hasn't actually covered? And this is what is written. This is what is written by my colleague. The children of Israel were facing another major point in their journey from Egypt to the promised land during the 40 years of travel. Most of the original company then had passed away. So now they are a new generation with a new leader, namely Joshua. He had been with Moses at the beginning of the journey, and he had stood with Moses at the edge of the Red Sea, where the king of Egypt, with his army, was chasing them to bring them back into slavery. When he had seen Moses stretch his staff over the water, At God's command. And as the waters parted, the whole huge company had passed through on dry land. And you can read all about that in Exodus chapter 14. But now, at the edge of the River Jordan, it is Joshua's turn to see how God would, in the words of the old worship song, make a way where there is no way. He is a new leader with a new generation, that's Joshua. And the land of promise was in sight, but now they're faced with a River Jordan that was, at that time, in full flood. Very frightening, I would have thought. I would have been really scared myself because I'm not a good swimmer, I'm not a strong swimmer. and I can see a picture of all this going on. Well what a miracle! And um, that for them was a new experience for all of them. They'd not passed this way before. So right now, we're all going through a way with the, the pandemic that we've never passed before. However, we know as did Joshua, that there is a great future ahead, however far We have come on our journey as individuals and as a fellowship. We have known the guiding hand of God. We have experienced his grace, his forgiveness, and his leading so many times. The one who opened up the Red Sea for Moses will open up the River Jordan for Joshua. No flood-filled river or any other obstacle will hold us back from our fulfilment of his will for us. So our word from the Lord is, as God promised Joshua, Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid or dismayed. For the Lord God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1 verse 9. And I'll just, just read that to you this morning to bless you. Because we have a, a nice lady in, in the virtual studio with us, and, that, and she's called Annabelle. So I'm going to ask her to come and introduce herself. Good morning, Annabelle. Good morning. Turn your sound up a little bit, can you? And um, our, our, our listeners don't mind because they know that we're virtual. Okay. We're virtually at right. times. Okay, is that better? That's better, that's better. Good morning. And how are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm fine, thank you. Very, very blessed of the Lord.
0: Yeah, I can see that, a big smile.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: (laughs) And um, Annabelle, you live not too far from where we are, in a a place called Minster, which is um, along the Kent coast, isn't that? Yes, I do. A little bit inland, but it's lovely there, I know it very well. Uh, one of our church leaders lives there, and he has—he is the vet in Mid- okay. George, and he's South African.
1: Yeah, I know the family.
0: Yeah, so we go there very often. Well, okay. we have to, because we, we had two doggies, but one of them had to go and passed on. But, oh yeah, dear.
1: Yeah, we're always there. Wow. That's so, very nice. We yes. were
0: chatting a little bit before tuning into to the programme, um, and you were saying about your journey with the Lord and, and things that have happened over your experience when you came back from South Africa, which was, wasn't very long ago, was it? You were saying when COVID started, yes. or lockdown had
1: started. Yes. Share that with us. Yeah. Maybe I'll just say a little bit about myself as well. Yeah, I originally I'm from Uganda, but then I've lived in this country for so many years, over 30, 40 years now. But my journey started not, uh, not just now. I th- think one of my biggest issues is, you know, I was told I could never have children. Yeah. And um, I got born again. And when I got born again, everything's changed. Yeah. So I'm more or less like we'll talk about that later. I'm more or less like a miracle lady. My tubes were, one tube was cut off and the other tube was blocked. But eventually, when time came, you know, I got pregnant and I have a wonderful son now. He's 26 years old, and that was the time. Now I began to take my calling seriously, and um, God called me to a Bible school in the USA. I did, I was there for eight years and I came back. And I was wondering where, you know, I didn't want to go back to London. And I asked the Lord where he wanted me to be. So he brought me here. So I do believe being in this place is is for a reason and it's for a purpose. So that's my little journey. I live in Minster, a small village. We are very prayerful people and um, we just thank God for that privilege. But what I really wanted to share with you is the goodness of God. Early this year, just before the January 1st, we had a prayer meeting at the prayer house. And God told me that, you know, this is my year of rest. And um, it's like, okay, after one has been through lots of challenges, you know, to hear the word rest is, is a good sign. So all of a sudden, you know, where is the rest? You know, the COVID came in and everything. But God's ways are so high then, because early in the year I felt he was calling me to a healing school in South Africa. And the healing school I went in, not because something was wrong with me physically, but he knew something was wrong with me you know, spiritually that needed to be corrected. So anyway, when I went to this healing school, I didn't know what to expect. There were all manner of people from all over the world with all manner of different diseases cancer diabetes whatever just name it we were there and what i was actually what i gleaned from there was there was intense of the use of of the word of of the word of god there was a lot of praying there was a lot of worship and it really changed my life yeah so what I gleaned from that place was that I knew the scripture. I was not working it out. You know? Because after staying there for about three weeks, confessing the scriptures, you know, you could just see people walking from them, walking out of the wheelchair. You could just see people who were not able to walk, you know, getting up and running. You could see people who are lying on the bed. They just sit up and start running. So that was the beginning of life, my life. That was the change of my life. So now when I got back, just a few days afterwards the shops were closed by the time i came back most of the shops were 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 empty you couldn't get anything at all we went you know um we normally go go to waitrose you know Waiters, the shelves were, you know, empty. Saints raised, just name it. And it's like, wow, what's going to happen here? I've got the you know, young kids. So one of the things I really, you know, because I knew he had sent me to South Africa. I knew he was trying to perfect something in my life, something that he's going to use, you know, in the future. So I say, well, Lord, you sent me to South Africa, so you need to give me the food now. We didn't have any toilet papers. We didn't have any pasta. We didn't have any. Chicken, we didn't have any rice. There was nothing in this house. And everywhere you went, it was empty. And then if it wasn't empty, you were given either one packet of um small rice or something. And with the African background, we always buy a big bag of rice, you know. So I, I had to trust him fully. But one thing that came out very, very clearly was one day. We were short of um, toilet papers, and I remember one of the ladies from the prayer house said, "Apparently, you know, there is toilet paper in Wilkinson," and um, I went there with my with my with my daughter. So, as we walked in, you know, my mind was toilet paper. You know, I just didn't want anything else. You know, so when we got in there, I just went to that aisle. As I walked into that aisle, you could see all the shelves were open. Except just one path. On my right hand side, there was a man coming towards the same thing, and I was coming from the left. So, as soon as God made it, I arrived there first. And it was such a joy, it was such a miracle, it was fantastic, you know. Just to say, yes, yeah, even the smallest of things, you know, God is able to provide. That's, you know, that's my experience, you know, with the COVID and all the other days we went in all the other places we went to tesco you pick one here you pick one the other so within 10 days you know we had all this all the foods that we needed in the house and i know that was god's doing amen amen
0: amen
1: hallelujah you know
0: earlier on you prayed you prayed for my my um what do you call it abscess yes uh, and you know the swelling I can feel here, the swelling has gone down. It's not so tight here. still a bit here. But you know, God is working even on your prayer through
1: the airwaves. Amen. Amen. Well, that's one of the things I learned, you know, because in South Africa, it was more or less like, you speak to the problem in your life. Jesus Christ came to set us free. When he died on that cross, he said, it's all finished. Yeah. So when we have sickness, we have that power. He says that you know all power has been given unto him and he has given it to us. So we have the power. What I learned from South Africa is like, we don't speak it out, you see. We need to speak it out. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Yep. So when there's sickness in the body, you have the power to say, I command you out in the name of Jesus. I command the swelling down in the name of Jesus. I command the diabetes down out in the name of Jesus. You see, it's that name, it's nothing that we do. All we have to do is speak it out. The Bible says, it tells us, you know, call those things which are not as if they were, you see. We need to call them. We call that healing. You see. The same spirit that lives in, you know, that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead lives in us. The Bible says it's revitalizing our body. So we have no we have no reason, you know, to settle with sickness. You see, anything that God has not planted in our bodies should not be there. And unless we accommodate it, unless we we you know we we decide that we want it there. But when you wake up and you said, Yes, I am, you know, I'm a child of the living God. I walk in divine health. I walk in divine power. I walk in divine authority. Your body will hear. Sickness will hear. Poverty will heal. Luck will hear. That's what I learned from South Africa. Yeah. And as much as I could quote the square scriptures, I didn't use them. I was saying them from, but now I believe as I say, because I know as I open my mouth, the power of life and death is in my tongue. That's right. And because Jesus, you know, the spirit lives in me. He has given me that power. He's given me that authority. I know who I serve. I know whom I'm answerable to. And it's with me. He told me greater things I will do. So even as we live in this planet, because that's always been my my desire. Even in the planet here, we need to begin to rise up and see miracles. I could not have children. I had a child with no two. One was cut, the other one was blocked. I still conceived. My son is 26 years old. He's been to university, first degree. He's alive. Amen. That's a miracle. When my son was about a year or two, they diagnosed him with what? Epilepsy. And it was, you know, it was just like, yeah, but the word of God came when I was at the Bible school in London. He said, don't, you know, don't, don't despair. God is going to heal him. And this is the biggest miracle of all, because I did not even ask. When we were in America, I was at the Bible school, they had what they called Bible Week. By that time, my son was six years old. So they kept on declaring, I am healed, I am blessed, I'm good looking. You see, as children, you know, it was a Sunday, you know, Sunday in a Sunday week. So not a Sunday week. There was a week of um, Bible Bible week. So they kept on declaring that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I am healed, I'm blessed, I'm good looking, I'm healed. So those things we need to hear because the body hears, the atmosphere hears, the enemy hears. So on Saturday, I took the medicine to give him, and he said, you know, mom, I am healed, and. Being a woman of faith, I say, yes, brother, I agree with you. He never took medicine again until today. Praise the Lord. Amen. So there is power in our, in, our, in our mouth. There is power in the Lord Jesus Christ. He came to seek and save the lost. He came and healed all the diseases. So that's, our, that's the children's bread. That's what the Bible says. Yeah, that's
0: brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And, Amen. And I think, you know, this is a, a message that we need to get in the churches as well. Because whilst, whilst our pastors are all very good, I mean, we, we have lovely pastors. In fact, our pastors have just retired. They're going to still be in the fellowship, but they, they have retired and we're having new ones. I've got a feeling there might be a couple from South Africa. Okay. Um, but we haven't officially been told that yet. But, um, okay. yeah, and, and the biggest challenge is the church program. Yeah. Yeah, and God is not a programmed God. No, and He's not. And churches have forgotten that. Leaders have forgotten that. It, they, they've got into the mechanics of the thing. And it's just going around like a cog, you know, this is what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. It's turning around. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm about we're to raise up the people. Yeah. Raise up the disciples. And God has given people talents and skills and blessings galore, you know, not to sit in the church pew. No. But to go out there and do something. But it needs bringing it up. That's now, true. Most of the churches, they don't want that. They just have their leadership, and this is what
1: we'll do. This is our program, and you get told about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. If that is wrong. That's not what God has called us to do. Right. You see, I'm just hoping that with this COVID experience, we are going to wake up. That will not go back to business as usual. Because as you see all these things that are happening, it's pointing to, uh, towards you know, the end times as well you see Absolutely. Absolutely. we don't want to be caught sitting down doing nothing with talents that was given to us he said to whom much is given much is required to whom little is given little is required you see god has given us as a body of christ as children of the most high god he's given us so much given us so much. And the world is waiting. Sonnet is waiting. How are we going to get Sonnet in without signs and wonders, without, you know, miracles? How are we going to bring people to the church? Yeah. We know these days we cannot even go and evangelize. So it's got to be something tangible, something that will draw them unto God. You see, you meet somebody on the street and you say, you know, how are you doing? You know, I speak a blessing over you and you talk to them and you say, oh, I'm looking for a job. And I said, oh, in the name of Jesus, let that job come forth in the name of Jesus. We need to start taking that authority. You see, we are ambassadors, you see. Yes. We can't just do as if we are serving a dead God. Our God is not dead. He's alive. He's a provider. He's a protector. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. You see, I'm so glad that, you know, um, most of all the people that I know, we have been able by through the grace of God. We have survived the COVID, you see not because of because we are good not because no it's because of that grace of god that he has put upon us so if he extended grace to us we need to extend it to the world as well yeah
0: true that's so true so
1: i'm praying that the church will come back a new church yes
0: completely
1: new church cutting down what needs to be cut and going down for what God has purposed us to do. That is making disciples. That is outreaching. Do you know how many people are scared out there? Mm -hmm. Do you know how many people, you know, I, I take my daughter to school every day. I pray for her. I pray for the kids. I pray for the teachers. I pray for the school. It's my job. Yeah. Yeah. It's my job. The school closed and I know what it is to have a child at home for six months. Okay. So now it's my job to make sure that they don't close. Yeah. Through prayers, trusting God, that God is going to protect the school. God is going to protect the kids. God is going to protect the cleaners. God is going to protect the, you know, the teachers. I don't do that, he does. But he wants us to pray, pray without ceasing. We are the light in our communities. Simple like that we can't even do it. So the church has got to rise up and walk again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Do you know, Annabelle? It's so good to talk to you. And I I know that God has given us a divine connection. I said this to you before. And how how all of that us actually meeting today for the first time on Zoom. Yeah. We should have met face to face, you know? Yes. But I think God, what God has done has been quite amazing because I was telling you earlier about the number of times we have moved her house in the years we've been here. We've actually been here nearly seven years come December this year. And we've been in this house for 18, 19, nearly 20 months. So at the end of the day, I didn't want to move to, to Thanet. If we were going to Thanet, my, my daughter wanted to, to come back here. Um, and then the following year, she went back. Think how okay. I felt. My <laughs> and I'm here now, you know. And uh, I thought, oh, no. But you see, God had a plan. He still has a plan, and we're still warm. He does. But the amazing thing is, we also started, the door started to open for us. And I'm yeah. now doing radio. You know, we've got our own radio station because that's what God told me to do. And I've been, okay. been doing a little bit of recording just one hour a month for Reverend Apoko, who is the other side of, of Kent. And he, yeah. he'd been going through some difficult challenges and the Lord showed me something. And, um, and I had said to the Lord, look, if one's not enough, two is too many. I was finding a real struggle in trying to put this one hour program together every week. It would take me all week and I needed to get in advance and it was hard work. I thought, I can't do this. This is not me. And that's when I woke up one morning and the Lord said, I want you to start Planet Community Radio. So I thought, "Oh, if one's not enough, choose too many. And, and, I, and I just sort of handed it all back to the Lord. And yet, you yes. know, he's opened every door for us. Every door, I said, okay, if that's what you want, that's what we'll do. And cut the long story short, that's, that's what we're doing. But when we yes. moved then for the third time in six years, God brought us to a place we didn't want to go. He, he let me go to start off into a village I had left. They'd taken me out of 28 years previously. Okay. And then he showed me full circle what he had done in that time. And we then moved to the place I was dreading to go to and live. And then from there, he moved us to somewhere I had always wanted to live if I lived here. At all, okay. Which is wow. And in a house, it isn't brand new, but it was only at the time seven years old when we saw it. Okay. So it's got one more, by the time we got in, it's eight eight years, so we've got about another year left to go on the Builder's Guarantee. I think that's God, you know? It is. I know that it that's is. That's it, yeah. Um, and the other thing is that um I immediately heard, what then shall we call the radio? We're going to do this project uh, in the community, perhaps we could call it BBC, okay. B-dot, B-dot, C, you know, like. Uh, Birchington Broadcasting Club.:
1: Yeah.:
0: So we were out just out in the village one day and we met somebody at the local church. I don't know why I went. we're not Baptist people, we popped into the local Baptist church in the village. They have two churches here, one in the okay. city, and one in the old church. Only to find that these people are just waiting for God to show up so these two wow. people, this couple. They've been waiting about 10 years, you know God has got something for Thanet. Okay, and I had set him about calling, yeah. You know, I was trying to explain the, the radio and, and what God was doing with us. We had them come over, I had the, the, the husband come over, the pastor, and, yeah. um, and he said, we're, we're known as BBC. I said, What do you mean? Is it burchington Baptist Church? So I said, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> And then God just started opening that door because, okay. Um we would go there on a Sunday evening and go into our other church in Margate at the New, at the New Life Family Church. New Life,
1: yeah, okay.
0: And then, but you know, all our, all our support came from this couple and the church okay. members. And it was so wow. encouraging. We, we just, it, God just opened that door until we were just flowing in what he wants us to do hence okay. we have since joined the, the joshua generation which is yeah. an empowerment youth empowerment program it's it's all based in africa and, and all the other countries that are coming into this yeah. okay. when i was asked about two weeks ago would i be a director of the uk the new uk branch and also an executive um In internationally on the international international side, then I sort of said yes without thinking. It it was just something that I thought might the excitement in my spirit, yeah. Mm, mm. And then so I'm still learning the ropes on that, as I said to you earlier. But it the one thing I know is that church is never going to be the same. No, it cannot be. I don't know for ministers here in Birchington are yeah. all saying so. You know, they oh, don't know good. what's happening entirely, but they have said, we think church is never gonna be the same again. No, no. That brings us all back to, the, to our true Baptist, Baptist couple, minister, okay. because they are so excited because God is moving. And I honestly believe that we will see, the, 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 the move has got to be Kent.
1: Yes, Amen.
0: Kent is such an important place in the history of this country. Yeah, and it somehow underpins the whole of the UK. Okay. I, I see the, the I see England standing that way upwards. Okay. So, when I say this, because in Maidstone Museum are the keys to Jerusalem. Okay. And the keys to our kingdom are held in Dover, and and, and all, all all the all the, the rigmarole that goes with that. Okay. We have something here, and, and and so many prophets have said that the Holy Spirit will flow from here through the country in, in a powerful way. Amen. And that includes Minster because it's so it's all part of this.
1: Oh yes. we
0: oh, it, yes. so close. Yes. And and that is exciting because things are happening and the ministers here in Birchington have definitely, there are a few that got together, they're definitely listening to God. Good. The the biggest challenge I have with church is the fact I don't want to go back to church and and go back to the old way. Because I I know that it's, you can't, not now. No, not again. The point where God said enough is enough. It is, it is. And if the churches don't listen, Annabelle, he has told me the last will be first. Exactly. And he he said all the gifts and the talents and the skills that I've given my people have been suppressed into oppression. They've not been allowed to be themselves, be who I want to be. Because they've had to drop that church program and sit and do nothing. That's why so many discontented people are in church. Oh
1: yeah, I know.
0: And and he said if the if the pastors don't listen, they will be they're gonna be last. He said the last will be first. That's true. And that is That's the people that I am now pulling together, I am networking together. Yeah. And those are the ones God is working with, and that is when we started to move out and around and about. We still mm-hmm. go to church, but he's, it's that gathering. He's gathering in. And the number of people that, that, that have the same, almost the same vision. Yeah. I mean, yeah, It wasn't somebody in church making a bad noise and people leaving. No. Because I don't think you should take your facet out of the church. If you take your facet out of the church, that is one big facet of God that goes missing. That's true. God will take you out of the church if he needs to. That's but true. The one thing he said to me, it's like a solid ball. Goes in solid. So if yeah. you know, it's missing. There's a hole and things can escape. But it there won't is. function.
1: Yeah.
0: God will show up. Well, that's
1: does. the thing. Yeah, that's true though, yes. Yeah, I think that's what we need to understand, you know, because lots of gifts and lots of talents are there in, in the church, but unless they're used, you see. And then with the COVID right now. Sorry. Okay, we're having a slight
0: technical hitch here, folks. But we're we'll oh, yeah. about a minute. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think the problem, I have with the church now is if we ever decide to go back to where we are then we have missed it absolutely covid yeah. has been very trying to the whole the whole world yeah. yeah and we are the only light we are the only one that carry that candle of hope yeah so now is the time to reach out to the people and say yes there is life beyond covid there is life there's a better life, there's a better assurance, you see and the zeal should, you know, the passion for the Lord must go. because I find myself, you know, late I think for the past two months I go to Augustine's Cross, you know, I just sit there and I just think of him, how he crossed the rivers with all, you know, all the challenges and he brought, you know, the word of God here, you see. see I always, because when I drive through that place, when I'm coming back from the school I stop there and pray you see, this is the time for us now to rise up and walk. And rise up and walk as a team, as a body. As you said, we are a body of Christ. When the one finger is missing, then there's a gap there. You know, We are body of Christ. We need to work together as a body. Yeah. Amen. Amen. No differences whatsoever. We have one master. We have one father. And that's the one we need to do. The world is waiting for us. People are perishing there. The children, the schools, they are waiting for that light. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we are the carriers of that light. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Annabelle. Amen. Well, you know, we've nearly run out of our broadcasting time now. Oh,
1: that's wonderful.
0: good to sit and talk (laughs) with you. And I'm sure our listeners are going to thoroughly enjoy this, you know. Oh, thank you. We deal with some issues
1: on TCR, but, you know, it's really lovely. Oh, thank you for the privilege. Thank you for inviting me. It's been wonderful. It's nice meeting you, and you have a great passion, you know. And so that's, the passion normally rubs on the other person. So I can just hear the passion in you, and um, I'm encouraged, and I'm blessed.
0: Good. Okay, don't go away. Don't go away. I'll be right back. We're just going to say bye-bye to our listeners and say, well, we're going to be back. Um, I am hoping that Annabelle will come back and be with us again. But I think she's got a lot to give. What do you think, Annabelle? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll definitely we'll come, come, back
1: come back when I'm invited. Yes.
0: You are invited. You, are Thank,
1: invited. you. So Thank you. Thank
0: you. We'll just say bye-bye to the world out there and we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye everybody. Bye-bye.